0: Hello, welcome everyone to the session. <laughs> I didn't think that that's how I was going to introduce myself, but um, hey everyone, I'm Kevin Cruz. I'm a product manager on the Alexa for Business team, and I'm really excited to be up here today. Um, Alexa for Business launched er- earlier today, and, and it's been something that I've been Sorry, working on. I don't know that Oh, one. we should turn her off. <laughs> She's a really good listener. Um, it's been something that I've been working on for quite a while, so I wanted to start by just sharing a little bit about why I'm so excited that I get to come and work on this every day. Maybe you guys have seen a lot of the keynotes today or you've been to other sessions, so I'm not going to do the entire buildup that most people do for um, the future of voice, but I, I think I really do believe this statement that it's the next major shift in how humans interact with the digital world. Um, And I believe that for a couple of main reasons, and there's some really great content that you can go and dig into um, for more of a a build-up and a background, Uh, but one of the major reasons that I believe it is that voice is this high-bandwidth information exchange. It's how you and I are communicating now. It's how we've all communicated through the history of time and, and what we've evolved and landed on as the best interface. It was not the way that we interfaced with computers for a long time because there's a lot of really hard challenges that are necessary to be solved before you can really voice enable and just talk to a computer, but it's something that humans have dreamed about for a really long time. So with all the advancements that we've had in compute availability um, with other AWS services that have launched even over the past couple of days, um, we've really been able to tap into some of the infrastructure that's necessary to do voice speech recognition, natural language understanding really, really well, and set up you know, constrained environments for these um, AIs to go ahead and, and learn and, and become better from, from our interaction with them. Voice is really good at a lot of things, but it's not good at everything. Um, and understanding what it's good at and deploying it in, a, in the right way is super important. So voice is really good at being a deep link into something. You, can click, you don't have to click menu, 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 okay, do this obscure thing that I do once a year, call support, change my password, things like that. So you can put all of this on that top level and you're not competing for screen real estate to take up time or, um, or take up space that, that other things are uh, competing for. It's not good at browsing. It's not good to say, Alexa, read my emails. Um, that's a much better interface for us to look at the screen. So understanding that's really important. However, uh, a lot of us have been witnessing this paradigm shift, but it's been pretty limited to uh, different segments. It's been limited to our phones, I think is where we saw voice first in many ways, um, or calling the IVR system at your bank or something like that, and um, really not until uh, recently have we seen it in the home with Alexa for the past about three years. But what I'm really excited about to work on this project and, and why I'm up here today talking about Alexa for Business is that we're, we think that Alexa for Business has the power to bring voice outside of the home. We, get, we solve some of this, these core challenges, but we all interact with technology everywhere, not just in our home. So why should we not be able to use voice interfaces in all of these situations to help solve these problems? So today, we're gonna go over a really quick and and brief uh, overview of Alexa for Business, Um, and then we're gonna dive uh, deep on on this capability of distributing private skills. Um, We'll go ahead and and show how you do that using the uh, skill management API command line interface um, that the ASK team puts out, or the Alexa Skills Kit team. Um, And then we'll go ahead and make that skill available for one of our enrolled users, and, and we'll show how you can enroll a user into Alexa for Business as well. And we'll hear a great story from our customer, Capital One, who's built a skill for their uh, IT operations group to keep track of all of their incidents across the company um, using a voice skill. And they've actually integrated with our SDK to build a self-enrollment portal, or they have plans to build a self-enrollment portal um, so that their employees can onboard into Alexa for Business to have access to this skill on all the devices in their office or at home. Um, Then I'll come back up and share a little bit about uh, context awareness and what you can do with shared devices. Um, we'll enable that skill on the shared device, and we'll hear from our customer, WeWork, who's, who's done some really great stuff. So Alexa for Business has a couple major themes, but one of the really exciting things, and really what we've been um, piloting in private beta, to be honest, for about a year now, um, is a device management platform. Um, Prior to the device management platform that's available in Alexa for Business, if you imagine setting up a thousand Echoes, you would have gone, whoa, like, no way, how am I going to do that? Um, And this photo is actually of our um, Amazon experts who recently joined or or came to the market here in Las Vegas, um, setting up a thousand devices over the course of two days uh, earlier last week um, using our platform. Uh, Before this, you would have had to create Amazon.com accounts and uh, link them and set them up individually using your app, uh, switching back and forth between the Alexa app and the the settings menu for the Wi-Fi password. Um, And and now you can really uh, use our tool, our bulk setup tool, to set up 20 or or more devices at once. And we handle all the account information, all the identity, and put them all to your central AWS console. Um, we also help from that console manage all the settings of those devices through profiles because a lot of the devices that are together in the same building in different conference rooms or different hotel rooms in a building need all the same settings. Um, and then, same for skills. Skills um, are managed through groups, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later. And, and finally, giving you some control over this fleet of devices, allowing you the ability to disable. Um, The functionality that allows users to register a device to their own personal account so that those devices don't fall out of yours, for example. Another major theme of of features that we have with uh, Alexa for Business is the ability to enroll users into your organization. Um, most I don't know, how many people in this room have Alexa at home or, or use Alexa? Excellent, so you you guys probably want to be able to do some of your stuff that you do at work on on the devices that your administrator may provision there when you're at home. So we've enabled a way for you to join a uh, Alexa for business organization by uh, receiving an invitation from your administrator, uh, selecting a unique token, enrolling with your Amazon account that you use to manage your Alexa devices at home, and that gives you additional functionality on those devices. Some of that functionality is the ability to auto-join conference calls, uh, link your Microsoft Exchange calendar if your enterprise administrator has set it up, and the ability to discover and enable private skills. This is really what we're going to focus on today uh, and part of the strategy for voice-enabling your workplace. So the the final step, once you've set up some shared devices and invited enrolled users, is to go ahead and distribute skills to those skills uh, are really where the power of alexa comes from and it's a voice application or an interface that someone can interact with uh, on the devices that either you manage or or they manage Um, so i like to think about some crazy illustrative use cases for example imagine going to a bus stop and just being able to ask when's the number four bus coming and alexa responds with um, the time of arrival for that bus it's a lot less expensive to distribute a microphone and a speaker to all the bus stops than it is to put a screen um, which we see only at some select and and really busy bus stops. So that's kind of like an extreme example, but um, you could also imagine a world in which uh, a restaurant franchise may want to help streamline their back of, uh, you know, their kitchen operations and they've got people uh, washing their hands and cutting onions and getting messy. So the ability to distribute skills um, and solve those problems that they have that not everyone else has is super important. However, it wouldn't really make sense for these skills to be available on the public marketplace. The room service skill in a hotel on my device at home probably wouldn't work very well. Um, So the ability to distribute these skills privately is super important. I should call out that Alexa for Business and both of these models actually works with any publicly available skill in addition to these uh, private skills that you may want to enable. So let's uh, take a look, uh, well, let's talk a little bit about what a skill is. I'm not the best person to dive super deep into this, um, but there are some really interesting sessions throughout the, the conference. I know we're kind of coming up on the end of it, but we actually have one um, at 5.30 in the ARIA with some of our skill development partners that'll do a much better job of diving into exactly how you build a skill, if that's something that you're interested in. But I'll give you the, the little bit of an overview. So, um, skill's a voice application, as I mentioned, but um, oftentimes, and this can, this can greatly simplify things from traditional interfaces. Uh, one of the use cases that I sort of dream of is not having to uh, log into my VPN to set an out-of-office message when I'm sick because I wake up in the morning and that's the last thing that I wanna do. So being able to wake up and just say, Alexa, um, tell this skill to set my out-of-office message would be really, really valuable to me. Um, however, it's, it's not really Uh, the best way to do all my emails as I already mentioned. Another interesting insight that we've learned is that you don't need to dramatically reduce the friction of of a traditional interface in order to find success and and provide a better experience for your users. You can really um, obtain quite a bit of value uh, just from an incremental uh, reduction in the friction, such as it's not that hard to turn on a light Uh, but when we enabled voice control over light switches, it's just so much easier because that tiny little extra uh, moment that you have throughout your day and that you don't have to walk up or get up from the couch or anything, is super important um, and and has made a big difference. So uh, we think it's great that you guys can build interfaces, but natural language, speech recognition, it's pretty hard stuff. So the skill is really a framework that makes this accessible to developers Uh, It allows you to tap into this intent and slot framework, and I like to use this uh, simple 1-800-Flowers or order flowers example, which is that there's one intent in this skill, let's say, um, and it's to order flowers. And there's a bunch of different possible ways that I can say it, but you as a developer told me the information that you needed. You said, I need type, color, and quantity, and here's the options for each of them. And by the way, they're they're all required in order to complete this intent. And you get to do a little bit of customization about what these reprompts are and such, but Alexa handles all the heavy lifting around translating this, you know, high bandwidth uh, information into something that's very structured and, and can take an action inside your system or retrieve some sort of information. So, what we enabled today um, with private skills is actually nothing new or different from what you may have come to know uh, with regular skills, but actually we just have a a little bit of a um, demo that that we can show you to to suggest how this can be done. Let me wake up my computer here. Excellent, so uh, has anyone used the uh, skill management API or smappy that comes from the Alexa skills code? So if you go to developer.amazon.com slash Alexa, um, you can learn a lot about the SDKs that we have available. The the, the SDK that you use to build Alexa skills is called the Alexa Skills Kit, or ASK, and this is just a command line interface to that, which is um, pretty helpful uh, if you're trying to actually... um, programmatically build skills and, and, and update them in real time without having to use the, the front end that we have. So available in this is a couple of extra APIs, but the first step to um, update this, uh, we have to update the skill manifest. So I'll navigate to my skill, which is the company new skill, a really simple skill. Oh, I should make this bigger for you guys. Yeah, i did so um this, this is a i can't see anything uh-huh sorry about that um so while they're, they're coming up to take a look at this uh the mechanism that we use uh, to contain a a skill is adding a particular enumerator called distribution mode and setting that to be private and updating that in the publishing information section of the skill manifest file. Um, We've got a bunch of documentation on this but uh, doing so allows you to actually certify that skill or submit that skill as normal um, but it will not appear in the public skill store for use by Anyone, It will only be available and I'll show you what, where it appears and how you can distribute it there. Uh, this is pretty powerful. Another feature that we have from this is the ability to uh, not have to go through manual certification. Um, so it greatly increases or decreases the amount of time between build and, and iterate that, that you guys can enable. And from the time that you submit a scale to the time that it's available. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Sorry about that. Um, my computer is unhappy yeah you got a whiteboard I can write command line on uh, <laughs> that'll work right yeah see that would be really good um, alright that, is that up there now great so let's find my alright I'm going to get out of this that was a good idea in theory See if I can skip through this. Let's, I got everything on this window now. So if you you do your magic one more time, oh, it's unplug and plug, age-old trick. All right. So I won't play, I won't mess with it too much. So literally, you've got to stand here, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, I think I was saying that you can distribute this skill without it appearing in, in the publicly available store. It takes about an hour and a half or two hours to do it. So, I've actually already done it, but I was going to call out um, if I can ever get my screen to share how that looks. Say again. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. Um, Let me just go ahead and show this back on on the regular slides and and we can skip this demo component. Okay, one more shot, third time's a charm. Wouldn't be a session if we didn't have some technical troubles. I have uh, backups in, in the slides themselves, so We'll see if we can get it to work here. Nope, okay. So we'll come back over here. So um, I know this is kind of hard to see. I, w- I wanted to show this to you guys live, but uh, the steps here are just to go ahead and download that skill manifest file, and, and we have all the documentation on how to do that. There's a publishing information section which talks about the different regions in which the is available. And you have to go ahead and update that to be um, just a private uh, distribution mode and then you can save and update that skill. You can submit that skill as normal. It'll go uh, into the live stage within about 90 minutes to two hours uh, with some automated testing but no manual certification, and then it'll be available in your Alexa for Business console. Also wanted to show you the Alexa for Business console, but in Alexa for Business, you can navigate to the skills section. There's a tab for private skills, and you would be able to review um, the developer that made the skill that uh, distributed it. Oh, I skipped a step because I'm not doing it live. Um, Once once your skill is available in the live stage, you can add private distribution accounts. The private distribution account maps one-to-one with an Alexa for Business organization. So if you're developing a skill for your own use internally, you can find the ARN for your organization and distribute that skill to be available from the Alexa for Business Console. Similarly, if you're developing a skill that you want to sell as a service to other users of Alexa for Business, you can ask those administrators to send you their ARNs and and then you can distribute your skill to their Alexa for Business organization for their use. So because anyone can distribute a skill to an Alexa for Business organization, we have a check in place that you have to accept that skill into your organization. Um, We show you the developer, the information about the skill that they update in the skill manifest, and we allow you to accept or reject that skill. If you accept that skill, it'll be enabled in your organization, and you can add it to your shared devices or make it available to your enrolled users to enable and discover. So, an enrolled user, uh, enrolling someone is pretty easy. I was also going to go through this. Um, Of course, uh, technical problems uh, are inevitable here, but we can just click invite user. Uh, from that, you can go ahead and issue an email which looks similar to this uh, image on, on the screen. In that email is a unique link that's, value, uh, a link that's val- valid for 72 hours. Your users can select that link and log in with the Amazon account that their Alexa devices are registered to. If they don't have an Amazon account, they can go ahead and create one on their own uh, or, or create one in, in the context of this flow. And at the end, it's really about linking the Amazon account they use to manage their Alexa devices with an Alexa for business organization so that they can be granted access to these skills and other uh, specialized features. The final step in distributing a skill to your users would be to just make that skill available to users. Uh, we'll talk about, towards the end of this session, building skills for your shared devices. And oftentimes, if you had a conference room booking skill like our customer team had built, um, where you're able to query, is this conference room available or not, you wouldn't want to have that available on your user devices. So you can have private skills that are only for your shared devices, and we'll talk about how you control access for that later in the presentation. Um, but this is the choice that you have to make it available to all your users. So Uh, With that, I wanted to uh, bring up Bhavik uh, Gudka, who's uh, from Capital One, and he's done some really interesting stuff with private skills and users.
1: Thanks, Kevin. Hi, guys. uh, 4 p.m. Uh, I'm sure I see some tired faces here. My name is Bhavik Gudka. I'm from Capital One. I'm lead software engineer uh, in... The organization called Command Center. Uh, within Command Center, I am from Technology Operations Center. My team uh, builds and maintains an incident management platform that is used to send out communications, send out information to all our associates as well as contractors about the critical incidents that are going on in a company at a given point of time. So, let's start. About us. So, Capital One. We have this command center organization which has three to four towers. Monitoring is one of them because we want to make sure that we detect issues. We have TOC, which is Technology Operation Center. I am part of that. And our job is to, when the issues are detected, to resolve issues by mobilizing people, by gathering the right folks on the call and make sure that the issue is dealt with as quickly as possible because we want to make sure that we are always on. Uh, Capital One is known for its bold mission, change banking for good. And it's very important that our customers get best products from our business and our IT makes sure that our, the biggest imperative of IT is that everything is always on. So my organization plays a key role in making sure that when there are so many services being developed in Capital One and so many APIs, systems, things can go wrong. Uh, Mr. Doc, Dr. Vogel always says that uh, everything fails all the time. So we are mindful of that. We admit that, yes, things can fail, but how do we make sure that they don't fail enough or they don't fail to an extent that it doesn't become a problem for our customers? So that's, that's the role of my organization. My team, we, as I said earlier, we maintain a platform or we, we have developed and maintained a platform called Incident Management Platform. It's very important that all the developers, all the support specialists, everybody in IT, they are aware of the critical incidents that are going on in company. Any developers here? And any uh, operations, folks from operations, support specialists, or DevOps engineers here? Few. Okay. How many times you have uh, been in a boat where a developer, or let's say you're a developer, and you are called for an issue related to your service, but you find out that your service has that error or problem because of some dependent component like some server, some database, or some another application. Anybody has been in that boat, Okay. And how many times it has happened that to fix that problem, it has taken more time to get, get the right person on the call than to actually fix the problem? I think it happens all the time in most of the companies. So my organization's role or my talk, team's role is how do we mobilize the people quickly. And for that, it is very important that the information goes very quickly to the right stakeholders. And it's all subscriber-based model that we have. So on that platform, we have a fantastic web portal. We have an amazing mobile app. And the next thing that we thought was voice. So, why voice? I don't think I need to emphasize more on that. Like Mr. Vogel mentioned this morning, how things have changed, how web was so dominant till 2009-10, how mobile took over, and how voice is taking over the industry. But personally, I was not convinced that why does my platform need that third channel, a voice channel? And many of my team members were not convinced, but we thought, okay, let's let's find out. So we started brainstorming, we started, and we started. Crowdsourcing to get some idea suggestions on what can we do with voice? Do we even really need a voice skill or a voice app, where we already have a great website and a great mobile app which pushes out information on demand uh, in real, like real time? And we were surprised that there were so many ideas out there where fo- folks thought that if we had uh, an Alexa app or Alexa skill. Uh, it would be a great addition to our incident management platform. And and that's why we began this journey of working on our Alexa skill command center. So what, were the, what was the advantage of our Alexa skill? We wanted a hands-free approach to incident management. Uh, senior leaders are always uh, interested in finding out information about incidents going on quickly. They want to make sure that they are aware of incidents in their domain as well as in the other domains. And same is true about developers, DevOps engineers, support specialists. So that's how we began this journey, and we wanted to give a hands-free approach to incident management platform. So this is our architecture, the high-level architecture, where we already had APIs because... We had those website and that mobile app, so we had all the APIs behind the scenes. Building that skill was very easy for us using the uh, Alexa skill kit or the Ask. But the bigger problem was authentication and authorization. We, di- we didn't want our customers or anybody outside Capital One to accidentally use this skill because we don't want folks outside Capital One to know about the incidents going on in Capital One because these are, like, very... Uh, internal ones, right? Uh, so that's why we integrated with DevExchange Gateway. How many of you know about DevExchange Gateway from Capital One? Not many? Okay. So it's it's our uh, gateway for all the APIs for external customers as well as internal uh, calls, and we integrated with that to do OAuth. That was also easy. So we were able to build a skill quickly using uh, Alexa skill kit. We were able to do authentication authorization using DevExchange Gateway. But then the bigger problem was how do we distribute the skill? Before I go to that, I would like to quickly demo, give a very small demo about the skill that we built. And here you will see the sample utterances, like what kind of things can be done by our associates and contractors, and how can they use the skill. We can, skip. We can, that's fine. We'll skip it. Okay, we'll skip that, but I can just walk you through the sample Uh, examples how, what kind of information uh, we do today in our MVP-1. So somebody can ask about, in general, incidents going on in Capital One. We can get the information by LOB. I can say how many incidents are impacting CARD. Uh, Somebody in auto finance can come and say how many critical incidents are affecting auto finance, and so on. So this is MVP-1, but we have a bunch of use cases lined up where we can use the power of voice and do a better job at managing incidents. So as I said earlier, the challenge was not building the skill. That was easy using the API. The authentication authorization was easy because we have DevExchange Gateway, and we are using OAuth. But the distribution was a challenge. Our first approach was publish to Alexa to the public store, but nobody was comfortable doing that though we have authentication authorization, we don't want this skill to appear in public domain, and that might confuse our customers because then they might try to use that instead of using the normal Capital One Alexa skill. So that was not a great choice. The second option we thought was we have Alexa voice service, and we also have our mobile app. Can we integrate both and build that experience on a mobile app? But the point is that if somebody has the mobile app, why will they need Alexa device? Why they can just get the information using the mobile app? So that was also ruled out. Then there was a third option where on Alexa, there is a beta testing mode where you can enroll the users manually. They still don't need to, we still don't need to publish it. Uh, but every 60 days... We have to renew that beta test. And every 60 days, the customer or our employees have to go through the same process of, again, finding that skill and registering and connecting to it. So it was painful. And we said, "Okay, all the three options are not going to work out. How do we go about it? How do we still publish the skill, not in the public domain, and not doing things manually every few days? And that's where... Alexa for Business came into picture. The Alexa team routed us to the Alexa for Business team, and we started this proof of concept. And this is how it is going to look like, where we will be, as Kevin pointed out, we'll be able to register our skills in Capital One on the Alexa for Business account. We will be able to onboard our users where they can sign in using their personal Alexa account and still use the skills without without us publishing it in the public domain. And this will be the target approach. Uh, Next steps. So the pilot is looking good so far. There are a bunch of other skills that are also lined up. Folks are excited about this capability. But we still have to go through the next steps, which is we have to still go through the service adoption review process. Like every uh, service that is announced in Capital One, we go through some standard procedure. We'll work on that. And hopefully we'll start using this scale live, but so far the beta has looked good. And that's the name of our scale command center. Thank you.
0: Thanks. Sorry, the video didn't work. Awesome. Can you guys hear me? Something's working. That's good. Um, So I I wanted to show you guys that uh, I actually was able to distribute a skill over there. I joined on my uh, phone, I had the the mobile app up here, and I wanted to see uh, if it'll work now on on this device. Um, Oh no, Never mind. we'll save that for later. All right, so we're gonna build a context-aware skill. What does that mean? That's kind of a confusing thing. So a lot of you may have built skills before When you build a skill, typically the skill is added to a particular device, and whoever enables that skill on that device logs in if it's an account-linked skill. Or you use the persistent identifier that we send in the Alexa Skills Kit user ID, which is unique per account. However, when you're managing thousands of Echo devices across your organization in different rooms, it's not really scalable to know that room one has a particular user ID or to actually have to create your own username and password for every single room across that organization. So Alexa for Business makes it really easy and you could just log in once with one username and password, we'll share that OAuth token across all the accounts in your organization or all the devices in all your rooms. Um, But then, and that solved that challenge of creating all these different accounts. But along the way, we really created another problem which was how do you distinguish between a request from room one versus room four? If I order room service in my hotel or I order uh, towels to come to my hotel, I want those things to come to my room. If I say, Alexa, start the meeting in a conference room, I want it to start the meeting in the conference room that I'm in. So knowing this context can help you build a pretty um, powerful skill. So the solution that we have is the Resolve Room API, which is in the AWS SDK in the Alexa for Business or A for B section. the Resolve Room API allows you, in your skill, or your skill's Lambda function, to call back into Alexa for Business in order to retrieve additional information in exchange for the information that's sent to you by the Alexa skill kit already. Uh, in exchange for user ID and skill ID, uh, we'll share the name of the room, um, so you'll notice we chose a pretty unique name Um, We follow a convention, or we recommend that our customers follow a convention in naming their rooms so that you can parse out some information from that. Um, At Amazon, we already kind of follow a pretty good convention of airport code and building number, dot floor, dot room number, and it's easy enough to parse that out into something meaningful. Um, But in addition to that, we share a key value pair for a particular parameter. Uh, These parameters are unique per skill, per room, and you can actually put them dynamically. Um, So we think that with this as an infrastructure, you can build some pretty cool applications. Um, Something that we think about is a uh, skill, for example, that greets the customer by name. If you didn't want to spin up your own database to map the customers to their names in real time that your skill could talk to and that would perform with the runtime Uh, SLAs that that you would expect in creating a really snappy voice experience. You could simply, uh, when a guest checks into a hotel room, for example, write their name to this value when they check out, uh, delete it, and for the entire course of the time that they interact with your skill from that particular room, it can greet them by name, which is pretty magical. So I was gonna again go over in the console sharing how we can enable this on a shared device, but instead I'll talk through some of our concepts. We created a concept of room. A room is a container for your Alexa devices, skills, settings. Um, That page a a couple back kind of showed that this is the room detail page uh, that is one level below our sort of table of of all your rooms in your organization. And you can assign devices here, you can add skill groups, skill groups contain skills, and then you can modify all those skill configurations um, to do things like resolve room and, and skill parameters. Um, when you assign a skill group to a room, all the skills in that group are enabled on all the devices in that room. When you add a skill to a skill group, all of the devices with that skill group will be will inherit that skill. So, if you have a skill group called All Rooms, even if it's empty, you, it makes it really easy to add a skill to a thousand rooms with just one or three one two three clicks. I don't know the number, but in a, in a really quick and, and easy way. Um, so. We were gonna go ahead and and set that up and and add one of the private skills to the room. I've actually gone ahead and, uh, oh, I haven't completed that, but let me complete that really quickly so I can show this demo, or we'll see if this one works. Alexa, what's my flash briefing? To hear your flash briefing, go to the Alexa app and
2: select at least one category.
0: So that's actually expected, if you believe it or not, because in the particular room that this device is assigned to, I haven't added a flash briefing skill to it. I created a little flash briefing scale called Company News. Uh, I think that this is actually a pretty cool and powerful new channel in an email-fatigued uh, company, and I don't know if you guys all feel that as well, but it seems like every mass email list is you know just getting directed right to my uh, trash bin these days. So if the company wanted to share some really important news with me, maybe creating a flash briefing that I could interact with on any device in a conference room or even on my devices at home would be a really great way to distribute that information. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and in here, let's let's try one more time to share this for you guys. Uh, Of course not. All right, well, let me, let me quickly do this so that I can show you guys that it, that it actually works. Um, I'm going to add private distribution account. So what I did just now is I sent a command to add that skill by skill ID to my Alexa for business organization. I'll now just go into the skills section of that organization and accept the skill because I trust um, Kevin Cruz, whoever that guy is, uh, that he's not trying to send anything um, to my organization that I don't want. So I will review it, choose to enable that, and then go ahead and add that skill to a skill group where, my, where this device uh, is, skill groups. Company news, oops. Almost finished here. So I just enabled that skill. I'm gonna go back to my rooms and just validate that it's been added. And it looks like it has. So Alexa, what's my flash briefing? Alexa, what's my flash briefing? Here's your flash briefing company news does not contain any recent content um. at the moment. That's all from your flash briefing. All right. Well, my content got outdated, so that's another thing. But um, it, it's pretty nice that you can enable skills uh, privately. And uh, you guys can go ahead and search on the Alexa skills store for company news, and um, you'll have trouble finding it uh, because it's not available. Uh, please go ahead and QA that for me. <laughs> so let's come back over here. and. Um, To finish up, I think uh, we have WeWork who has, oh, let me switch back. Uh, We have a couple of our uh, partners from WeWork, uh, and we're really excited about this partnership. Um, I'll let them tell you about it.
2: Okay. Thank you so much, Kevin. Um, first of all, I just want to thank you all for for, for coming today, and I really want to thank uh, Kevin and Amazon for having us. We're really happy to be here representing WeWork. Uh, my name is Alan Jackson. Uh, I'm the director of systems research uh, at WeWork. I run a team. Uh, I run our connectivity team. Uh, our connectivity team is. Uh, responsible for all of our low-voltage technology, our low-voltage design standards, as well as product innovation. So uh, low-voltage you know, technology for us as an organization is uh, AV, IT, uh, physical security, uh, as well as smart buildings technology. Um, and so I'm joined here today by my colleague, Joe Katchmar. Uh He's a software engineer on our team, um, and he actually uh, built all the skills and enabled all the integrations that we're gonna talk about today. So a little bit of, just a little bit of background on WeWork for those of you who may not be familiar, WeWork is a global platform for creators. Uh, we provide physical space, uh, digital business services, uh, and most importantly, a community, uh, community for our members. Uh, we have nearly 200 physical locations all around the world. Uh, we have 3,000 employees uh, and over 160,000 members so we is it's a lot more than a place to work like i said it's a community and uh one of the things that we're constantly looking for ways to improve is our our member experience and one of the ways that we feel that we can uh that we can do that is through the the use of physical technology Um, And so our group is responsible for looking at, you know, layering on and trying new physical technology to ultimately help improve our members' experience and their creativity. So uh, one of the interesting things is our company um, as an organization is one of the largest users of WeWork facilities. so we all work out of WeWorks. and uh, this, this is actually the location that Joe and I both work out of. It's our uh, Chelsea location. It's our New York City headquarters. Um, and what we often do at our headquarters uh, in the corporate environment is, uh, if we're looking to um, try a new product or a new technology, we, can, we often use it as a testing ground because it's a very similar, if not identical environment to, the, the, to what our members um, are gonna be experiencing. And so when Amazon debuted, um alexa we work like i'm sure many of you uh, saw an opportunity to leverage this incredible technology to improve the member experience i'm
0: not sure oh
2: thank you (laughs) happens a lot around the office um so (laughs) so we saw an an opportunity to leverage this, this technology and for us specifically we felt that there was a really ideal solution for us inside the meeting room Um, And so we decided to test this experience um, at our corporate headquarters in New York, um, in the meeting rooms. And so meeting rooms for all of us, I'm sure, but you know, for us as an organization are extremely important for us and our members. Uh, They are probably one of the most uh, uh, utilized amenities that we have uh, to offer. Um, And it's also a really great. Uh, location for integrating Amazon Alexa uh, for for a number of reasons. These are you know these rooms are private, but they have good acoustics, um, and uh, one of the best uh, one of the best things is that they often contain a lot of technology. You know meeting rooms contain, contain a lot of room technology, which can enable all types of um, uh, integrations. And so we focused um, we focused on three key areas of integration. One is meeting room booking. Uh, which we have an internal platform called WeOS that handles all of our meeting room bookings. So we built an integration there. We also built an integration for community support, um, which uh, is handled through uh, an integration with Zendesk. Um, And lastly, we enabled lighting controls uh, through integrations with our uh, lighting controls and, and building management systems. And so these three areas, we're na- now able to do a number of things. So as it relates to meeting rooms, we can uh, look for available meeting rooms. Uh, we can check when the next meeting will start in the room that we're in. And optionally, if, that meeting, if our meeting happens to be running over a little bit, uh, we, we can have an opportunity to extend, uh, to extend the duration of that meeting. And on the support side, you know, uh, in our facilities, um, occasionally things go wrong. Right, And so we wanted to uh, create a really easy, seamless experience for our members to reach out to our community team, which um, you know, will, can handle um, those types of issues, to be able to alert them of any potential problems that might exist within the room. And lastly, as I said, um, we enabled uh, lighting controls integration. So when you're in a meeting, you want to do a presentation, it's very easy to dim the lights or just turn them off entirely. Um, so like I said, we, uh, we integrated, we, we took advantage of Alexa for Business and built this integration uh, on top of our WeOS platform. Um, and so I'm gonna run through a couple of ex- examples. These are all working examples that, that we've enabled within our office, uh, and specifically within the meeting rooms. Um, so I can, if I wanted to find an available uh, meeting room, I can say, Alexa, uh, ask WeWork to find an available conference room. And she'll respond with, Something along these lines. Conference rooms 3B, 4A, and product huddle are currently available. Um,
3: And just a little background on what's going on behind the scenes. We're actually using the uh, room name provided by the Alexa for Business platform to go back and look up the room in which the skill was invoked. And from there, determine the building that they're in and provide the user only with
2: meeting rooms that are nearby them that are currently available. So like I said, we've all been in meetings. Meetings are running a little bit over. Um, and so one thing you might want to do is be able to check you know, when the next meeting will start. If, maybe if there's a little bit of time in between, you might have the ability to extend that meeting. Uh, so we enabled that integration. So you can check uh, when the next meeting will start by saying, Alexa, ask WeWork when the next meeting will start. She'll, come, she'll respond with, the next meeting will start at 5 PM. Would you like to extend this meeting by 30 minutes? And so Alexa will go out to our WeWork booking system. And if the room is available, offer to extend it. Um, You can also alternatively uh, go directly and and just ask to extend the meeting. So you can say something like, Alexa, ask WeWork to extend this meeting. And again, if the room's available, um, she'll be able to extend the meeting for you. If not, again, she'll help you find an available one. So you can take your group and, and move to an available room without having to scramble around trying to find a room that's available. So she'll respond with, your meeting has been extended and will now end at 5 p.m. All right, so
3: on the building operations side of WeWork, like Alan said, we use Zendesk as an issue tracking and ticketing system. Um, So when our members or employees encounter an issue in the room, they normally will fill out a ticket um, and our operations team will assist them with whatever their problem is. With Alexa for Business, we can make this process much, much smoother. So now, with the skill that I've written that we're using in our headquarters, you can just say, Alexa, tell WeWork to file a ticket, and Alexa will ask you what's wrong, to which you can respond with any number of potential issues. You can say the room's lighting, is uh, something's wrong with the room's lighting, the room is freezing, but, for example, you could say the room is too warm. And this will automatically categorize the issue based on keywords Alexa is looking for, warm, hot, cold, freezing, And then, using the contextual information provided by Alexa for Business, we can layer on additional details to the ticket. So, we can get things like room location and conditions retrieved from that room's environmental sensors that we get from our building management system. So, now when someone files a ticket saying this room is too warm, our community member or our community staff will receive a ticket for that particular room that's categorized by the floor number and the building name, along with a summary of the specific issue based on what that user said and whatever environmental conditions we get from their temperature, humidity, light level, potentially even number of people in the room when the ticket was filed, all of which we can use to drastically improve our members' experience by prioritizing and escalating these tickets based on how severe they are. Um, One of the other things we did was integrated uh, controls for our lighting systems with Alexa. Unlike many of the smart home lighting systems that people may use with Alexa today, the systems that we use aren't cloud enabled or discoverable based on a local network. They're all, they all operate on our internal corporate network and they can't receive outside requests from the internet for security. Um, however, using those Alexa for business APIs and the secure message queue system that's provided by AWS IoT Core, we actually can retrieve the uh, room name where the skill was invoked and then instruct that lighting system to change its state all safely and securely. For example, when someone says, Alexa, ask WeWork to dim the lights, our skill will send a message to the queue with the room name where that was invoked um, and a state update saying to dim the lights in that room. And a local appliance that actually is on-site in that building that subscribed to that message queue will receive that message and then go out and touch our internal building management systems and do what the user is asking for. So we actually get to use all of this to provide an experience to people that's very similar to what they may be used to in smart home products all while safely and securely interfacing with systems that we don't
2: want people to get access to outside of our network. Thanks. Um, so I'll just go you know, some, through some of the findings that we had uh, during this you know, uh, integration of Alexa for business. Um, I think one of the most important takeaways, and I think you know, a lot of the folks in the room will, will appreciate it, is that um, the development cycle was extremely fast. Um, Joe was the only software engineer working on all these integrations that we just showed you, and he was able to uh, do everything that we showed today in you know a- around four weeks, um, in addition to other things that he was probably working on. <laughs> um, and so this is a very developer friendly platform. Um, I think one of the one of the most important things, especially for folks like us and and some of you that. Are familiar with deployment of physical technology, and you know Kevin mentioned this in the beginning, is that deploying thousands of devices is and managing them and understanding if they're online, uh, at heartbeat, uh, monitoring them, getting analytics from them is very complex. Um, and this was extremely simple, probably one of the simplest um, physical technology deployments that we've ever done. Um, another benefit, you know, all these skills are in AWS Lambda, so you know we're not. DevOps folks where we can kind of safely deploy these and we really don't have to worry about scaling at all. It's all taken care of through AWS Lambda. Um, and lastly, uh, an, an important one is that we can track and monitor usage and analytics and ultimately improve the overall experience for our members. Um, and looking ahead, I think one of, the, one of the most positive takeaways that we've got is that we've gotten an extremely a uh, high amount of positive feedback from all the folks um, that, that, have, that have used the Alexa for business integrations. Um, so moving ahead, I think we're going we're gonna to continue to expand the footprint that we've developed within inside the meeting room. I know there were a number of uh, announcements during the keynote this morning uh, that you may have, may have seen, and, and we want to take advantage of those features that Alexa for Business is going to offer within the meeting room. So those are things like AV controls, um, enabling a dial-in to a bridge line or enabling a phone call, uh, as well as actually um, initiating your video conference system. Those are all things um, that we're going to be looking to do in the near future. Um, and then actually taking this experience and expanding it outside of the meeting rooms. So we've had a number of uh, uh, folks within the organization reach out to us. they want us to build uh, skills for their, for their groups, our sales team specifically. you know, They've reached out to us. They want to be able to have this in their showroom uh, as an easy way to go and look up available space by city. Um, extremely simple way uh, to do that, very seamless. Uh, we're also looking at ways to potentially augment the front desk. So we have front desk associates. They're there to greet our members. Um, and potentially, that we can augment some of that with common questions uh, that our members might have when they, when they come to a building. Um, and so, overall, we're extremely pleased with our rollout of Alexa, Alexa for Business, uh, and we're really excited to um, to reach more people around the world uh, through deploying this in our global platform.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thanks guys, Um, so just wrapping up here and and I just wanted to thank you guys a a lot for attending. I hope that this was informative to you. I hope that you guys will be able to take this and and do some awesome work in in your businesses. Uh, If you have any questions, I'll probably hang around afterwards. Uh, I'll also call out that there's a session in 30 minutes in the ARIA uh, that will dive a lot deeper into actually building skills and uh, one of our partners, Salesforce, is gonna talk about how they built their skill. So if you're up for a walk or or a shuttle ride, um, go check that out. Thanks so much.